Hey everyone, it's Ryan, and here we are on our podcast for episode two. So if you listen to our first one, you got to hear me talk about uh, just kind of some information on us opening up the fly shop last year, a little bit about what that's been like, um, and uh, just me talking for uh, several minutes about it. So today we're actually here and going to talk about uh, what it's like to get into fly fishing for the first time. Um, and before we go in that, if you didn't catch it on the first one, we're looking for some help. Uh, we're looking for a name for this podcast overall. So if you have any, you know, uh, fun ideas for it, go ahead and shoot that down in the comments section um, or even hit us up on any of our social media pages. And then uh, as well, if you want to check out any of our gear, you can hit us up on our webpage of www.risenfly.com. So now that we're done with that, let's move forward. Um, so today we're going to talk about how do we get into fly fishing. So as I said on the first podcast, uh, we have a lot of new people in this area just north of Pittsburgh that are getting into the sport. Um, whether it's because our shop is open or because they couldn't travel last year from COVID and wanted to do something locally or they just saw a river runs through it and it looked cool. Um, but we've got a lot of people that are entering into the sport of fly fishing and we wanted to kind of walk through... Um, how I approach that for people um, on a very, very beginner's uh, side of things and how we move forward from there. Um, so one of the first things people do is they walk in and of course, what do I buy? Um, so it, it's different for everybody. When I, when I ask people um, when they get into fly fishing what they want to do, one of the first things is, well, what kind of fish do you want to catch? You know, if you come in it and you're like, I just want to catch trout, well, that's great. If you're in this area and you're like, I want to catch, you know, 10-pound striped bass in the river, uh, then that's a different gear. Or I just want to catch bluegill in my farm pond. Um, so, you know, depending on what you're looking at starting to do, we'll, we'll set you up with the appropriate gear from there. Um, but I think even more important uh, for me is getting people into it, having success, um, and just having fun and, and enjoying it so that they can do all three of those things down the road. Um, so most people, when they get into fly fishing, they come in and, you know, it might be right before our opening day of trout season here in Pennsylvania, or, you know, they've been spin fishing for years and they'd said, you know, I saw some guy just slaughter some fish on, uh, on flies and it looked like fun. So I wanted to try it too. Um, so most of the time people are coming in here with the expectation of catching trout. Um, so when they come in here, uh, you know, we've got a handful of rod and reels and packages and kits and all this fun stuff. Uh, the vast majority of the people, and I think the vast majority of the people in the sport, uh, get recommended for a, a five weight. A five weight, I call it the Swiss Army knife of fly fishing. Kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, for me, at the end of the day, I rarely use a five weight anymore. I've got more specific tools for specific purposes, and and my five weight here in Pennsylvania kind of sits on the shelf and gets used just a couple times a year. Um, but as a beginner, I think it's a great rod. You know, we've got a handful of nine foot five weights that um, you can catch trout, you can catch bass. Um, I've got a good buddy of mine. He's fished steelhead for twenty plus years on a five weight, um, and uh, and and done quite fine on that uh, over the years. Uh, you can catch bluegill, uh, rivers, lakes, ponds, streams, just about everything you can do it with. Um, but it's not always the perfect tool for the job, as I said before. Um, but it's a great tool, like I said, with a Swiss Army knife, that it's got a lot of different pieces out there that you can do of a lot of things well. You know, you got a little saw tool on your Swiss Army knife, but you're not cutting a tree down with it. You might be cutting up some twigs for kindling. 
Um, so the same thing goes with this five weight that you can you can go out and get stuck in the woods with a Swiss Army knife and survive for a while. And and if it's your first rod, a five weight kind of does that for you. You can get out there, you can catch a lot of different fish in a lot of different ways, dry flies, nymphs, streamers. Um, and but then once you get into the sport a little bit more, you might add a few more tools to your toolbox there. You might add a, a three or a four weight to something lighter for smaller streams or dry flies or a seven or an eight weight for salmon. Or, uh, or steelhead here, or pike and muskie. Um, so, you know, depending on what you're looking for later on down the road, we'll talk about that. Um, but in the beginning, I just say keep it simple. Uh, it's fun, I've uh, probably in the last five or six years learned how to forage. So learned a lot of wild mushrooms and other edibles. And people go in like, how do you know what to pick? Well, I kind of started out simple. Like, okay, all I'm gonna do is figure out what this one is figure out what time of year it, it pops up and just go pick that. So it was like, okay, we're just gonna find morels. So they come out in April every year into May and I know what they look like and they don't have a poisonous lookalike, um, know what trees they're associated with and just go find them. And if I found six other mushrooms that day, I might take some pictures, but I'm not gonna pick anything because I don't have a clue what anything else is. And I think we approach fly fishing the same way. like. Go out and let's just catch some fish your first season. Like, don't worry about bugs and specific fly patterns and, you know, doing this and doing that. Like, just go catch fish. Uh, most of the time when I send someone out, I give them a, an intro casting lesson. Like, let's go catch some, uh, some bluegill in a local pond um, because I know they eat just about anything. You'll catch fish. You'll learn how to target a fish that you might see or an area you want to cast to, how to set the hook, how to retrieve a fish, how to undo the hook and release it. Like, you know, we want to just keep it simple in the beginning. So don't go out and be like, well, well, I just started fly fishing. I need to know the Latin term for all of these bugs and, and tie the specific pattern and do this and do that. Like, no, maybe year three or four, we'll start working on that. But year one, like, just go out and have fun and keep it simple and catch some fish. Um, so like I said, go out, catch some bluegill and bass in your local pond, learn how to cast a little bit, fish with other people, which I think is huge because everybody um, in this sport does something a little bit different. Um, kind of like the game of golf, everybody approaches it different, their swings are a little bit different. Um, and fly fishing, you might learn, hey, here's a new stream to go fish, or here's a fly pattern that I've had success with, why don't I give it to you? Um, so fly fishing and the people that do it are usually very, very, um, willing to share experiences and and gear and anything else out there. They love it so much, they want you to love it too. Um, you always have exceptions to that rule, but I think overall, uh, it, once you get into like the cult that is fly fishing, um, uh, the people are very nice and very willing to share information and make sure you enjoy it as much as they do. They wanna pass that legacy on. Um, so yeah, so you get set up with a rod and a reel and then you're like, okay, what's next? Um, so typically when we do our kits, like we've got these target species kits that get you a rod and a reel and backing and fly line and a leader and a box of flies. And like literally you tie a fly on, you're ready to go fish with everything that you have there. Um, what's next? How do we approach it? Um, if you're looking at trout, I think your easiest bet is to get some nymphs, get some things that are our subsurface. There's, you know, 50 different ways to do it. Um, but I think the easiest, especially if you've had any fishing experience in the past, is using some sort of indicator. Uh, we, we call them indicators because we're a little bit elitist in fly fishing. Um, uh, other people uh, outside of that might call them these things called bobbers. Yeah, we just call them strike indicators because they indicate when you get a strike. But anyways, yeah, put that on. 
throw it out there. You'll learn about drag and mending and all this other stuff as time goes on. Um, but honestly, whether you get a drag-free drift or it's, it's kind of being yanked down by the current, at times fish are gonna eat anything. Um, so you'll find some success and you'll figure out kind of techniques to cast and and uh, you know in, in learning how to catch fish better. But in the beginning, throw a nymph on, throw an indicator on, um, go out to your local stream, river, pond, wherever, and, uh, and just go learn how that reacts in the water. And I can pretty much guarantee eventually you're gonna catch a fish. Um, so you'll learn all the nuances of that. But like I said, keep it simple in the beginning. Um, if all of a sudden you see, you know, a hundred fish rising to dry flies in the top, then maybe you tie on a dry fly. Um, the other, you know, great way to enter in is using streamer. So a woolly bugger is probably the most versatile fly out there. I say when, 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 especially when beginners come in, like there's no wrong way to fish a woolly bugger. You can strip it in, you can swing it, you can dead drift it, you can, you know, you can just kind of throw it out there and in, in still water and let it sink and retrieve it a little bit. And um, they all catch fish, but sometimes the fish want one thing over another, but there's no wrong way to do it. Uh, you know, it, it, at some point in time, that's gonna catch fish. So it's it's nice to, um, to have something so versatile like a woolly bugger and go out there and know that there's an opportunity that everything in this, in this stream, river, or whatever, um, are going to eat this at some point in time. Um, so try something like that. Uh, you can use an indicator, you cannot use an indicator. Like I said, there's almost no wrong way to fish a woolly bugger at the end of the day. Um, one of the most versatile flies out there. Um, so after you kind of get into the entry of this sport, you've got all your gear, you go out, you're throwing some flies, you maybe catch a couple fish. I think the next biggest step is, is the learning curve. You know, that, that's what drew me into the sport uh, in the beginning 15 plus years ago was uh, look at how deep down the rabbit hole you can get here. You can learn all the Latin terms of these bugs and, and the entomology bug cycle of everything and, you know, different casting strokes and how to do in-air mends and catching 30 different fish species in a year. Like there's so much you can do in fly fishing that... Um, uh, you know, you, you want to learn more and more every year. So what I do is first year, like just go catch fish your first year. Um, the second year, figure out what you enjoyed in catching those fish and let's try to do it better. Like all of a sudden you catch a couple fish on dry flies and you're like, that was fun. Okay. Year two into fly fishing. Let's, you know, walk into your local fly shop like ours or shoot us a message online. Like what hatches are coming up in my area? Well, I know one of the biggest hatches, especially early in the season for us around here, is the granum caddis. So you'll walk in here and I'll be like, okay, the granum caddis are going to happen somewhere around the second week of April. Here's a couple streams locally that you can find them. And here's some patterns that sh you should have some success to match those. Do that year two and just get one hatch, maybe one in the spring and one in the fall at the most. Um, and go out there and, you know, somebody will give you some advice of show up at this place at this time with these flies and and go catch fish, like it's gonna happen. Um, and then the following year, year three, you'll go fish your granum caddis, then you're like, you know what? What am I gonna add to it? Maybe the, the March Browns will happen soon after that, and I can go to this stream and catch them on there, or um, the, the sulfurs are a huge hatch in central PA uh, on, on uh, uh, streams like Spring Creek, which is world renowned for how many fish and how good the fishing is there. Like uh, add to your add to your resume every year in fly fishing. So start out very generic, um, and then add more specifics as time goes on. Uh, don't pick up tying your first year. 
Um, go out, buy some flies, find some cheap ones, get a buddy to tie some flies for you, um, and then get into it. I won't go into details on that because we'll talk about that in a whole other podcast. Um, but you know, keep it simple. Go out, have fun, and catch some fish. You'll get frustrated, just like everything on your first year. But uh, but if you go out and you uh, you find some success here and there, it'll draw you into doing some more stuff. Um, so yeah, first year, keep it simple. Second year, third year, add a few different wrinkles um, to everything uh, as you move on. And like I said, the biggest thing for me, um, I didn't have anybody to teach me in the beginning. But all of a sudden, I you know hopped on a, a forum site and met some people locally that did fly fish and you know, introduced other friends to it. And it was, you know, it was just great to have a bunch of other people where I could hang out, fish together. You know, sometimes I like to fish by myself, but other times I really like to fish with other people. You know, you're driving an hour or two back and forth. Um, you're hanging out on the stream. Maybe it's a, a busy stream like around here for steelhead season and there's tons of people. I said, well, if there's tons of people, I might as well surround myself with people I actually enjoy fishing with. So bring a friend or three. Um, so, and those people are going to teach you things. They're going to fish differently from you and maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but, uh, at some point you're going to learn something from them and be able to apply it to yourself. Um, so just keep it simple and then, uh, you know, utilize, utilize online sites. You know, Facebook has so many groups right now where, you know, you always get that person that just, you know, uh, rags on everybody and, and the, the site sucks because of it. But usually, like I said, in this sport, you've got a lot of people that are willing to help, like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing or where I'm going. Can you help out? Someone will send you a message and, and point you in the right direction. Um, so get onto some groups there. Uh, stop into your local fly shop and ask them. Um, any really good fly shop out there will uh, point you in the right direction, give you a lot of free advice, and you know just pick up a couple flies while you're there, and uh, they'll be more than happy to help you out. Um, and just keep asking questions. Uh, there's a lot of information, and this sport never ends. You know, I've been doing this for a long time and in the business, and there's still something every year that I learn. You know, we did a trip out to Montana this year uh, with the shop and out there uh, just learned a new rig of how they nymph fish out there. And I was like, oh, that could be really good for steelhead locally here in the in the Western PA area. Uh, so I'm going to apply that this year and see how that works. Um, so never stop learning in this sport. You know, pick it up, start simple, you know, just get something like a nine foot five weight and uh, and try it out. And then as you expand, so so like I said before, you just got your nine foot five weight and then you get into it and you're like, I really love fishing for small wild and native fish in streams that are eight to 10 feet wide. Well, your nine foot five weight, first of all, is probably way too big in terms of um, how heavy of a rod it is for those fish that are you know five, six, seven inches, um, but also too long. You're probably gonna get stuck in trees. So maybe you'd step down to like a seven and a half foot three weight for something like that. Um, but like I said, your first year, just go out, have fun, catch some fish, ask some questions, meet some great people. And then years two and three and beyond, um, add something, add a new rod, add something else that uh, you didn't know from the year prior, learn a different way to fish, fish streamers more, add a new species, which is always fun for me. Um, I've had a species or two on my list for 2021 that I haven't checked off yet and hopefully going to do that here in the next month. Um, but that's kind of the fun thing about fly fishing is all of a sudden you're like, I never caught this before on the fly. Let's try. Like last year I caught a, um, a channel cat on a green weenie of all things in a local pond. Um, and that was the first time doing that. Like, okay, I did it one time. How can I do it again? Um, catching carp on mulberry patterns, you know, these, these obscure things that come out of nowhere that, uh, you know, five, six, seven years in, you're like, that looks really cool. Let's try that. Um, so don't start that your first time out. 
Um, but add to that every single time that uh, you know the, the season refreshes for you. So as you can hear, I can talk on for uh, hours and hours and hours, but I think that kind of gets you um, basic information for getting started in the sport. Um, and the one challenge for me, even before I started this company or started this this uh, this fly shop, was um, introducing someone new to the sport every year. It's just fun for me seeing someone with the joy of catching their first fish on the fly rod or their first big fish on the fly rod, um, or just learning how to cast or you know getting a kid into it. Um, so if you've been in the sport for 10, 15, 20 years or more, um, find someone who might be struggling or someone who you think like that guy would really like fly fishing and you know, introduce them to the sport, uh, hand them your, your backup fly rod, take them out fishing and, uh, and get them into some fish. And you might have a lifelong fishing buddy that'll travel the world with you eventually. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the, the great thing about this sport is that anybody and everybody can do it. You know, I've talked to people with, uh, with physical disabilities at fly fish, people that, you know, are doctors and people who got their GEDs and, you know, everybody across the across the world can enter into the sport and and enjoy it in their own way. Um, but uh, you know, get into it, have fun. If you have questions, reach out. Um, if you feel like you've got a lot of uh, tools in your toolbox, share them. Um, but that's it for today on episode number two of kind of intro to fly fishing. If you liked this, let us know about it in the comments section. Um, shoot us any message on our social media accounts. And uh, you can keep an eye out for episode three here in the near future. And before we go, thank you guys for listening. Check out our website at www.risenfly.com. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time.